Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Like, I never knew that acting or anything in film was even a reality because in South Carolina, we all just thought, that's just in Hollywood, 3,000 miles away, like... Mm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, from GolfUnfiltered.com. Follow me on Twitter, at GolfUnfiltered. Send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. And Instagram's a great place because this is basically where I found our guest tonight, as well as all his work that he does on the movie side of things. Yes, folks, this is the first director, producer, actor and Emmy Award winner that we've had on the Golf Unfiltered podcast. And that, of course, is our friend Justin Whelan. Justin, how are you today? I'm good. It's it's three times, but, I mean, who's counting? counting? (laughs) A multiple Emmy winner. That's fantastic. Yeah. I just figured we'd just start the show with all your guests going, this guy's a douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. When they listen to me, they already know they're listening to a douchebag, so it's fine. So, Justin, uh, as I mentioned, you and I connected on social media, which really is, you know, the the power of social media. And certainly the common thread that you and I share is our love of golf. Um, But before we get too deep into anything and for our listeners who might not know uh, the name of Justin Whelan, why don't you give us a little bit of your background and uh, what you do for a living? Oh, goodness. Well, uh, long story short, because I've been at this for, I guess, 10 years now, but I was an assistant golf pro at Windermere. And that's what I thought I wanted to do right out of high school was be a PGA pro, like not the touring pro, but the uh, the teaching pro. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I got an assistant pro job. And then um, just through random dumb luck, um, I basically stumbled on a movie set. And from that first time, it was, it was a movie called Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon and it was directed by James Wan and and just from that first day on the movie set, I just fell in love with the whole atmosphere and vibe. And I, I didn't do any work that day. That's kind of the funny part. Is I'm like, you know, all I did was eat and hang out with Kevin Bacon and the John Goodman and these movie stars. And I was like, man, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, not getting too cheesy or too sappy, but I mean... My parents, they they really did. They always told me, like, you can be anything you want growing up. And and I took it by heart. So in my head, I'm like, well, this is what I want to do. So I basically just got an agent and pursued it uh, as hard as I could. And um, it was slow going at first just because I didn't have the whole movie acting business is a big catch-22 because it's like you can't get any work if you don't have any experience. And you can't get any experience because you can't get any work. So <laughs> trying to break in is, is kind of tough. So, you know, I'd get like one thing the first year and then 
one thing the second year and then two things like the third year and then three things the fourth year. And then I guess around the fifth, sixth, seventh year is when it just started snowballing. And then, so anyway, I say all that to say I was a full-time actor for a long time, still kind of am, but then I kind of wanted to get into directing. I think every actor wants to, you know, the old Ben Affleck route and just start <laughs> right. directing your own stuff. And so I did that, and that's when I kind of figured out that I was kind of good at it. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the, um, the Emmys, I won, I guess, two. And, well, I was nominated for... So here's a short story about uh, the Emmys. Sure. I... I was nominated four times the very first year I was able to be submitted. And I had four nominations. And so everybody, they were so supportive. And they're like, you're going to win at least one, you know, four chances. And so I went that night. And, you know, it's just like you see on TV. They, you know, you don't know anything. They come out and with an envelope and say, the Emmy goes to... And I didn't get the first one, and I didn't get the second one, and I didn't get the third one, and I thought, okay, fourth fourth one, fourth try of the night. Like, I got to get this one, and I didn't get it, and oh. I was crushed. Like, I was so sad just because I built it up in my mind that I was definitely taking one home. Like, you know, like Phil going through the drive through after the Masters. Like, I was going <laughs> to I was gonna have an Emmy trophy and a statuette and... You know, and it didn't happen, and I was pretty bummed for a few weeks, but then I made it my mission in life to uh, whatever I did the next year, I was going to get back there, and then we got back there, and then we won two that night, so that was kind of cool. That's awesome, and, you know, I can only imagine that feeling of, first of all, being nominated, uh, you know, because it's just such a a saturated industry with so much talent oh, that yeah. it's just got to be crazy even to be nominated, but then yeah. to break through and win. I mean, everybody is so good and we were, you know, we didn't think we'd win because we're going up against like Fox sports and, you know, you can watch everyone's stuff. So I'm watching this thing on like, I don't know, like Charles Barkley or something. And I'm just thinking, you know, this is pretty cool. So mm. anyway, we ended up, Sneaking out a couple wins out, so yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Now I know in your time, uh, you know, you've as you mentioned, you've acted, you've directed, you've produced, you've you've done so much in Hollywood, including one of your newest projects uh, entitled Southern City. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the story behind Southern City? Well, again, I mean, it's a kind of a culmination of years and making the story short is I had a little bit of success in the industry and I was making okay money and, and I just started thinking how can I give back and I, I play in so many like charity celebrity golf matches and they're all, you know they're all for charity every single week it's raising money for somebody's charity and of course they're all worthy and worthwhile whether it's a foundation or boys and girls club or or what have you but I just started thinking man what can I you know, what can I do? I'm, I'm playing in all these things, and I'm, you know, yes, we're helping raise money for charity, but, you know, it'd be disingenuous if I said it wasn't an awesome time, you sure. know, to basically put you up and you're playing nice courses. And so 
so I just started thinking, I got to do something to give back. And so I started a 501c3 nonprofit um, called Southern City, and it's a film institute. So when I was growing up in Aiken, there was no film presence of any kind. Like, I never knew that acting or anything in film was even a reality because in South Carolina, we all just thought that stuff's in Hollywood. It's 3,000 miles away. Like, mm. So there was nothing for us. And even, you know, after I was, I mean, that's when I was growing up. So 20 years later, when I, you know, 25, 26, 27, when I've had some success, there still wasn't anything like that. So I started the Film Institute, and what it is is we provide free filmmaking workshops and camps to kids. We've worked with 200 last fall. We did a, a 60 this spring. We're doing stuff this fall and this summer but you know it's it's all been free so far for the kids and and we do a film festival an international film festival in the, in the town so that's kind of southern city in a nutshell that's fantastic and listeners you can visit southerncity.org to learn a little bit more about uh, what justin's doing with that uh with that initiative and justin i know that uh, you know, according to your IMDb page, because I'm a professional uh, podcaster and I did some research, <laughs> uh, you're, you hail from Augusta, Georgia. Is that right? Yeah, I live. I was born in Augusta, but I live across the river in Aiken. Mm-hmm. But the, the caveat with that is when I, I would go far away, you know, whether it's Chicago or, or New York or wherever I'd go, people would say, where are you from? And I'd say Aiken, and they'd say, I don't know where that's at. And then I'd have to go. It's right beside Augusta. And then <laughs> so eventually I just kind of, I just say Augusta sometimes just because it just saves me 12 seconds of talking or something. So, yeah, I'm the same way. I, yeah, mean, I, I say I'm from right, Chicago. So Exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, I play in a Murray Brothers, Joe Murray's event up in like Evanston and Wimette, and I just nice. say Chicago, of course. So Nice, yeah. nice. Next time you're up here, we're going to have to meet up because those are uh, definitely Yeah, great I events. think I'll be there August 6th, 7th, and 8th or something. So staying nice. right downtown, Langham or something. So that'd be cool. Good good spot. Definitely. I know it well. Yeah. Very good spot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, aside from all of this stuff that you got going on, Justin, and you are even mentioned in your introduction that you used to be an assistant golf pro, you, yeah. you find some time to play some golf, and you play some pretty good golf from what I can gather from your Instagram page. My friends rip me so hard because it looks like I never work. And the, and the trick is sometimes I can't really say what I'm doing. Like, you know, everyone's got with the rise of social media and phones and everything, you know, these movie sets are really secretive about their stuff getting out. Cause if someone, if someone innocently, let's say on an Avengers movie or something, if someone innocently takes a picture and suddenly there's this new character in the background, mm. I mean, you know, the internet will freak out. So so, these, so you can't talk about what I'm doing a lot of times. And so what that leads all my friends to believe is all I do is play golf and I never work. So <laughs> they give me that all the time. But yeah, I play, oh my gosh, it's been unreal. This year I've played four three or four times a week and then like two or three events a month. I mean, it's, wow. it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, they, they think, in fact, some friends, well, let's say acquaintances, some <laughs> friends, honest to God, think, um, 
Well, you know, if we're close, they know what I do. But some acquaintances, honest to God, they think I'm a professional golfer. Really? Just, just from social media. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I post most, I guess. So, so yeah, a lot of times people ask what tournaments I'm playing in, and I'm like, I don't know, they're on McDonald House thing or something, and they don't understand. So. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I mean, looking yeah. through your Instagram page, you would think, I could, I could see where people would get that impression. I mean, you're at all okay. these tournaments. You're taking pictures with all these famous people. I mean, just looking at the first page, you've got your arm around Aaron Rodgers, for crying out loud. Oh, man, me and Aaron, we had, uh, I was so mad because on the last day at the BMW, we had a little side bet to see who would win, and we were messing with each other and, and trash-talking. And honest, literally, literally, not figuratively, literally, I put my tee in the ground, I set up the set up the swing, and they blew the horn, and that was it. I never uh, even got to get a tee shot that day. So, well, that, uh, that so was yeah. A- that was a funny story, though, in regard to that tournament. And listeners, you're, uh, Justin is referencing the BMW Charity Pro-Am, which he played oh, yeah. in. And you played really well, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, they pair us up with a, um, a pro, and it's best ball. And so, luckily, my pro, you know, he made like eight birdies a day or just something stupid, ridiculous. Um, Jack McGuire, which he just played in the uh, U.S. Open and, and did pretty well. He got some TV time, but he's just a beast. I mean, he hits it so far, and, well, every pro hits it so far, but he hits it, like, far, far for, for even them. And <laughs> But, yeah, Jack and I, we were 28 under, Chipper Jones was 28 under, and then Colt Ford, uh, great great guy, country singer, he was 30 under, and they, they rain, rain came and they shortened the event. And so Colt ended up winning at minus 30, and me and Chipper never got a chance to to overtake him that day. Now, Colt Ford, of course, the uh, country music star, uh, you were telling me a little bit before we got going here that he's got a he's a little bit of a sandbagger, isn't he? Oh, well, he, yeah, I mean, he <laughs> even admitted, I said, everyone told, you know, Robert Gomez is a buddy of mine, he went Bay Hill and all that stuff, and he was telling me he used to play like mini tour professional events with Colt Ford, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, Colt like Colt like a, basically a scratch golfer." Now I'll give it to him; he's probably not a scratch anymore, but he's no more than one or two aside. And they gave him seven shots. Wow! So that was just that was just tough to beat. Um, you know, when he's and he can easily go out and shoot 72, 73 on his own ball, or better. So, That's but, I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not salty. It was fun. It was an amazing <laughs> time. And I, I told you before we went in, he's a direct cult um, in a music video like the very next week. So I was giving him so much crap over it. And he, you know, I expected him to, like, say, oh, I'm sorry or something. And he said, he said, well, they gave him seven shots. He said, well, I asked for ten. <laughs> and I, and my only response was, well, I guess I would have too. I don't know. <laughs> Lock well, it up before you even start. Yeah, if they're handing shots out, you might as well take them. So. Yeah. So when you go out to these pro-ams, I mean, obviously people know who you are. People you know, know the people that you're playing around, all the celebrities that are there. You know, you said that you do this pretty often. What's the best part 
of playing in these pro-ams aside of course for you know the foundations that perhaps that they support what, what would you yeah. say is the best part about the whole experience well honestly i mean not being not trying to be a politician or something but every part is usually pretty amazing i mean they they treat us so well i mean whether it's flying us in somewhere putting us up you know we always eat really well they give us amazing gift bags i mean every every event is pretty much first class top to bottom i mean some are better than others but even when i say the others they they do really well too so um we're really again every part of it is just awesome the courses are usually amazing um i tell you what was really neat is usually how it works is we go in you know we have a couple days a couple parties a couple rounds of golf and then we leave and we don't ever get to like see what the charities help i mean we know they do good and and we know it takes some time to get the money in and, and balance the books and all the things that come with running a huge event um but i just played in one in myrtle beach called to live beyond and we got to have a baseball game with the miracle league which is the uh, special needs kids mm-hmm. um and that was just so cool because you're you know, I mean, you're playing, you're, you're paired up with a kid and, you know, you're hitting with them and you're running the bases with them and you're out in the outfield. And that was really neat to actually get to interact, meet the kids, meet the parents. You know, there's the parents are so appreciative. Some of the kids say it's the best day of the year. and So that was kind of cool to actually get to spend time with those who you're raising money for. Um, which doesn't always happen just because of logistics. So that's awesome. And I, I know that, you know, that's just an experience that I'm sure many of our listeners would love to have as well, but certainly to the degree that these pro ams help, you know, those in need also. You know, it's just a great thing and a great way that the game of golf gives back. And uh, it's gotta be a, a pretty heartwarming as well as rewarding experience for yourself. Uh, even though, you know, you're being treated like the celebrity you are, you still get the chance to, uh, you know, really get, take part in, uh, you know, giving back to the community. So that's awesome. And Myrtle Beach is a place I know very well. I've been there many <laughs> times in my life and hope to go back pretty soon. You know, I love Myrtle. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place. So much golf. So much golf. So many courses, yeah. And half of them are nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is very true. So, you know, as I mentioned at the top of this, uh, Justin, you and I connected on social media, and obviously the golf social media atmosphere is very strong these days. There's the good and the bad. Uh, what would be yeah. your rating of, of, of golf media or golf social media right now? Is it a uh, is it headed in the right direction in your viewpoint? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like, you know, I've kind of, you know, kept Twitter and Instagram. I kind of did the um, subscribe to the, follow good quality people versus like this quantity you know i don't know some of these twitter and instagram people they follow 10,000 10, people mm-hmm. i don't know how they see anything like i don't think they do so but i've kept it to actual just you know basically movie golf politics you know just stuff news organizations so every time i open twitter i mean i'm seeing actual information i mean i saw Gosh, I mean, there's so many, you know, whether it's No Laying Up, that Tron guy, he's real active, Secret Tour Pro. I mean, you know, there's so many good golf people out there. I mean, I see so many 
news stories on Twitter before I ever see them anywhere else. So, I mean, I like it. I mean, I don't really see too much hate out there. I mean, I feel like the trend is kind of, you know, maybe be truthful without being mean. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously social media can be a mean place, but as far as the golf in that realm, I mean, it seems pretty pretty good to me. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. You know, um, it's funny you mentioned the two names that you did, and I know that the latter, um, you know, the Secret Tour Pro guy, uh, listeners to this show know that we kind of dove deep into that that gentleman who um, is, I don't know if you're aware or not, Justin, but he is certainly not a golf pro. Um, oh, we, we, I don't think, no, he's probably not Adam Scott. I know he like tries to pretend or, or tries to give the impression it's Adam Scott, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> well, if you uh, if you go back in our archives on the podcast, you'll uh, you'll know exactly who it is because <laughs> we sure. we actually talk about him a little bit. But you right. know, I think in general, um, you know, golf social media is is very strong. Um, you know, obviously, you and I would not have been able to meet. Uh, had it not been for golf social and um, I think uh, I agree with you that for the most part it's it's pretty civil Um, you know as time goes on and and as some accounts begin to grow you know you have to kind of watch not only what you say but also how you react to what other people say because behind behind them they've got a legion of followers that think they're just the holiest of holies and so you're fighting an army um but I think that's uh, something that would come with anybody who has a huge following like that. Now, you do pretty well for yourself on social media. You've got over, I believe it's 12,000 followers on Twitter at least. You know, how, yeah. have, how has the uh, reception been for uh, for your account and, and some of the opinions that you put out there? Not bad. I mean, I don't, I feel like I'm more, now I hate this, I hate to even say this because I know that, the communities only get stronger when everyone contributes. But sometimes I'm more of just like a lurker. Like sometimes I'll just watch and watch and watch for days without ever saying anything. Just basically because of what you just said, as you were talking, I'm realizing, I'm like, well, I don't get too much blowback. And then as you're talking, I'm like, wait, I don't really say a whole, whole lot. Like, and I certainly, well, what happened was just a quick caveat is when I was just getting into all this stuff, I would like, you know, I'd talk politics or something, and that is the most divisive thing you could talk about. So I just, you know, it's like, you know, people have their opinions one way or the other, and it doesn't, you know, I'm certainly not here to talk about who's right or wrong. But but basically, you know, you say 50-50. I mean, someone's either going to really disagree or really agree. And I just learned early on that there was no point in, like, talking about, like, super controversial issues because the people who already agree with you, they're just going to keep agreeing with you. The people who don't, they're just going to argue and troll you. So I guess as we're talking, I don't really try to get into too much controversial stuff just just for that reason. I mean, you know, I like to have civil uh, questions and answer sessions, but I mean, I don't try to do any of the hot button issues or something just because of what you said. There's some trolls and crazy people out there yeah yeah i totally agree with that and i certainly uh need to kind of sometimes watch what i say as well <laughs> i've learned the hard way so but you know, you're right about the power of social media i mean nowhere else can you just i mean sometimes i'll i don't know i'll see something whether it's a pro golfer or you know 
uh, actor, somebody, and you just go on there and you send a tweet, and part of you thinks they're never going to reply back, and then they just reply back. And it's like, you know, it's almost like a weird form of texting. Like, where else can you just, you know, shoot a text off to, I don't know, one of your favorite golfers or one of your favorite actors and have them reply back? I mean, or a three-time Emmy Twitter, winner in your part. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Twitter's that basically the only place where you can maybe kind of probably sort of maybe get a reply back so that's kind of cool yeah totally agree i i love the platform and i and i always will um you know it's it's something that i think continues to evolve especially in in the golf genre and i'm i'm sure that there's uh, good things ahead for it uh you know and justin i i certainly uh am very happy that you were able to come on to the show today and i know we're getting up against the clock here for this episode uh but I know you mentioned earlier on that you studios don't like to give anything away about the projects that they've done, but oh, yeah. I, I did want to ask about one Instagram photo that you did post a day ago okay. where, oh, you, yeah. where you said <laughs> that you had the opportunity to be yeah. in a great golf film. Now you don't have to give anything away, but well, there, there's a I'll golf film you, coming up. I'll tell you as much as I can tell you without them just being real mad at me. Okay, so here's the deal with that. And I'll tell you, it's an exclusive. It's, <laughs> it's not a golf film at all. What it is, is it's a promo video for something really big that you will hear about in the next two years. And I know I'm being so elusive, but it's... So they on our, all our non-disclosure agreements and all the... Um, you know, there was like two or three thousand extras out there, and they, what they, here's what they told the extras. They didn't tell them what they were really out there for. They told them, they said, "You're all out here. We're shooting a movie called Sand Trap, and you're all going to be in this movie, and whatever, yada yada yada." So mm-hmm. all the two, three thousand extras thought they were in this movie called Sand Trap, and they told us, they said, "Look, if anybody asks you where you are, what you're doing, if you post any pictures, well." Don't post any pictures. Get them approved before you post them. But if you um, take any pictures, you have to say it's for a movie called Sand Trap. And so that that's why I uh. called it a. That's why I said it was a movie. But what it is is it's a promo video for something that they're gonna unveil in 2019, 2020ish. <laughs> which is which is so far away now. That's okay. Well, you know, listeners, I, I mean, that's, and I don't want you to get in trouble, but that's certainly, you know, more information than what was shown in the picture. And so listeners, oh. go ahead and, uh, you know, visit uh, Instagram on your phones, look up Justin Whelan, and you'll be able to see the photo that I'm referring to. There's a lot going on in this, this picture, and I'm, I couldn't oh, even yeah. figure out what was going on, but uh, it, it looks exciting no matter what it is. It is exciting, and that's what's so crazy is when it's, you know, it's it's that sort of, I'm not good with secrets. Like, uh, so there was this funny thing with, uh, I forget the guy, the guy who's playing Spider-Man right now, I know there's been like 20 of them the last 10 years, but the guy who's playing Spider-Man right now, he's the worst with um, telling secrets. Like, he'll go on a show, a talk, talk show or something, and he'll accidentally reveal some, like, huge plot twist so what the studio did for this guy was they only gave him like a little bit of the script 
like enough with his pages and nothing else because they know he can't keep a secret. So <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Yeah, and what they do now is they watermark every page with your last name. So if I get a script from a studio, it'll have Whelan in huge letters on every single page so that, you know, if if I lost it or if I was just went brain dead and tried to photocopy it and put it on the Internet, they would know exactly who to go after. So that's <laughs> Very nice. The trick they use, too. Nice. So Tom Holland, folks, can't keep a secret. Is basically... That's it. That's it. <laughs> yep. No, he can't. <laughs> That's good stuff, Justin. Well, you know, Justin, again, thank you so much for coming on. And listeners, you can follow Justin on Twitter at Justin Whelan and Instagram at the same name. Uh, Justin, yeah. I'm going to keep my eyes open uh, for that exciting thing that you, you Instagrammed about. And certainly you and I are going to continue to discuss. Just text and I'll, I'll give you the heads up. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, sir. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, Justin's a great follow on Twitter, as I mentioned. He's very engaged. Um, he might not say a lot as he said in this interview on Twitter, but he's certainly always up for a good conversation about golf. So, Justin, thanks so much for coming on this this uh, episode. Thanks for having me.